Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's a former NFL linebacker, played with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Despite that, we like having him on the show. The Seattle Seahawks, New England as well, and he now does what we do in Denver. He's Chad Brown. Chad, how are you? Hey, Chad. Uh, hey, fellas. How are you guys doing? Good, and it's good to have you back with us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Before we uh, get too carried away here, who's New England going to start at quarterback? <laughs> uh, I think you can uh, lose a lot of money trying to bet on what Bill Belichick is going to do. Uh, you know, is Matt Jones being affected? By the, the injury, uh, party, you could say yes, but uh, what his last nine starts, he's what two and seven. Uh, so is this a Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady situation between Mac Jones and, and Zappy? It, it possibly could be without the benefit of seeing those guys in practice. Uh, I would say Zappy is further ahead, and then the, the last nine games I just talked about for Mac Jones, I think that speaks pretty loud. Um, uh, you know, you. you Got off to a good start, but have been unable to, you know, maintain your winning ways once defensive coordinators got a chance to see enough tape of you. And that's the true mark of any NFL player, particularly the quarterback position, is you can come in and make a splash, but defensive coordinators who are in the office grinding until midnight, when they see enough tape of you and they figure you out, do you have the next layer to your game? And at this point, it doesn't appear as if Mac Jones has that next layer. Chad, you played for Bill twice, okay? So, you know, Patriots were here two weeks ago or two Sundays ago, and they crushed the Browns. And at the end of the game, Bill's got like this little piece of paper with almost one of those golf pencils out, and he's writing down notes. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out, is he writing down a grocery list? Is he trying to figure out what he's got? Like, what do you think he's writing down on those little notes at the end of a game whenever he's beating into other team or losing? To, like, what do you think he's doing at the end of the game when he takes those notes? I thought it was just curious. He is literally taking notes. Just like, uh, you know, the rest of us do in, in life when we want to remember something. Right. He's taking little notes on that all game long. And so the, that is his little cheat sheet once he gets into the locker room at halftime or post-game into the coach's locker room of things he wants to discuss hmm. um, and get hammered out. So uh, it, it is as exactly as it seems. He is literally taking notes uh, on what's happening out there. So, you know, we've seen so many coaches now want to have the desire to be the play caller. So Bill certainly speaks with Matt Patricia and he speaks with his sons and all the different coaches on the staff about what the play call is going to be, but he is not the play caller, which gives him an opportunity to take notes and have the enough bandwidth to be able to analyze and process the game on what's going to be the best way to move forward. Um, so that's what he's doing there. Former NFL linebacker Chad Brown's joining us, played in the NFL with Seattle and Pittsburgh and New England, now a host on 104.3 The Fan in Denver. So what the heck are you guys talking about on, on a daily basis, Chad? I would imagine it's <laughs> wow. a, a quarterback and a head coach. What's going on with the Broncos? 
things the the train has come off the tracks out here. Uh, the three losses in a row, two overtime losses. Uh, a different quarterback now plays last week. Brett Griffin stepped in for Russell Wilson and seems to have given enough out there on the field to where it's not just Russell Wilson. It seems to be a more of Nathaniel Hackett issue. The inability of this offense to have any kind of real balance. You ask your backup quarterback who hasn't started a game since 2020 to go out there and throw 46 passes? Are you kidding me? That's not a recipe for success. Even Coach Hackett said to the sideline reporter after halftime, we got to run the ball more. And what do you do to start the second half? You call six pass plays in a row. You have two-to-one pass plays to run plays in the second half. And the ball game was super close. It wasn't as if you were dead by three scores and had to throw yourself back into the ball game. It was pretty much an even game at that point. It was a one-score game, and you still went with all these pass plays. I understand. The run game, if it's not being effective, there's a tendency for play callers to get away from it. But how could you lose track as a play caller that run plays don't have to be successful to begin to dictate to a defense? That's what opens up play action passes. Maybe you want to call that run play where you shoot the tight end across the formation and he cuts the backside defensive end. Well, the next time you call that play, it looks very similar, but now it's a pass play. You've done two things. You slowed that defensive end down because now he's worried about that tight end coming and cutting his legs from underneath him. He can't be as an effective pass rusher as he would like to be. And now that tight end gets a free release out onto the flat for a hot route for your quarterback. So to not be cognizant of the effect of a run game does to a defense, it shocks me that some of these play callers are allowed to still call plays when they miss such a basic scenario as that one. Oh my! Is this Browns talk? I feel like I, you sound I, this, like just put Nick Chubb's name in there, and it's exactly yeah. the same story. Exactly the same story here. Chad, let me let me ask you this: The Broncos are playing Jacksonville in London. Will Russell Wilson be back for this one? And will Nathaniel Hackett be the coach after this week? Oh, wow! Uh, Russell Wilson, will he be back? You know, Russell Wilson claims he has Wolverine blood. Um, you know, whatever that is. You know, in the end, Russell, stop trying to sell me stuff. Don't sell me your brand three hats. Don't sell me the let's ride slope. Stop trying to sell me you got Wolverine blood. Uh, just go out and try to find a way to execute better on a Sunday. So whether Russell Wilson is available or, or, or not, this offense needs to make some progress. Um, I think they would be better with Russell Wilson on the center. But at the same time, I think there's a lot to learn as a player from the sideline to see how things are, are operating and see where you could actually be better. The perspective changes from the sideline than it does when you're in the huddle. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, now that's a different question altogether. Um, Nathaniel Hackett came into this season preaching about a new NFL and how he was going to do things differently. They weren't going to play any of their starters in the preseason games. Uh, they weren't going to have physical practices. They didn't do any tackling during training camp. And it's like, wow. So you know better than, than Andy Reid, who played Patrick Mahomes in a couple of preseason games. You mean you know better than Mike Tomlin, who has yet to have a losing season out in Pittsburgh? Maybe this is going to be a, the year that happens. But who tackles every time they're in pads during training camp? You as a first-time head coach, the hubris involved, the ego involved, to think you know better than those guys? Oh, okay. And then you thought that you should hire all these young coordinators. And you thought you could bring in a new 
quarterback into your offense and bring it all together, and somehow this is all going to work perfectly. Uh, the, the, the lack of foresight and the lack of critical thinking involved, and somehow this is all going to work out, this is not an Ocean's Eleven movie where you need all these perfect circumstances to line up. This is the NFL. There's a reason why tackling is, you know, traditionally done in training camp. There's a reason why coaches like Andy Reid play the most valuable player maybe in the, in the NFL outside of Josh Allen in the preseason because guys need reps and work together to actually go out and be able to execute during the regular season. So the, the complete disconnect from Coach Hackett as to the reality of successful football, you couple that with a new ownership group who didn't hire Coach Hackett, the, the Walton family and the Pinner family, which are now the owners of the Denver Broncos, they have fans leaving the stadium here in Denver after last week's game, which they left early while the game was still uh, up for a Broncos victory. They were saying they were going to shop at Target and avoid Walmart. They were going to go to Costco <laughs> instead of Walmart. So they're talking about boycotting grocery stores and, 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 and stores where we buy products because of the product on the field for the Denver Broncos. So the ownership is hearing these kind of things, and I think they may, may be forced to make a decision sooner than later. Chad, I want to ask you, as the Browns at the end of their game the other day, like all the reporters were sitting in the interview room and they could hear inside the locker room and the guys were yelling and screaming at each other. One of the lines that came out of there that was say, it sounded like the players were questioning the leadership on that team. And, and I mean, I look at the teams you played for, I, I can't imagine that happened very often for the for the franchises that you worked on, but I'm just wondering if it ever happened and – could that be a good thing that these guys are so frustrated and trying to hold each other accountable that you could have an incident like that after a game where guys just start getting after each other? I'm sorry, you can a little bit. Oh, there, that's okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering. I mean, did you ever have an incident where players started screaming at each other after the game and it got a little bit, uh, you know? It, uh, yeah. As, and is it? Could it be a good thing for a team? Uh, yeah. Frustration clearly. You've lost four games in a row, and three of those losses were. You know, one score games, two points to the loss to the Chargers, three points to the Falcons, three points to the Ravens. So that frustration builds. It's one thing when you get blown out. Hey, we didn't have it today. They just beat you know, beat the brakes off of us. We'll find a way to regroup next week. But when you have four losses in a row and three are super close, that's when you start pointing the finger at this play or that play or this one play difference or that play difference. Now, those players' meetings, the you know conversation happened in that locker room after – uh, last week's game against the Ravens. If it's loud enough where the reporters can hear it, there's certainly some emotion involved in that. Right. Uh, there's certainly a lot of feeling and passion involved in that. So the feeling and passion is great. I love it. But can you direct that feeling and passion from yelling and anger in post game into purpose during the week? That's the difference between the good teams and the bad teams. The good teams find ways to turn that emotion in a positive direction. The bad teams find ways to turn that emotion into those quiet conversations in the locker room. Man, coaches suck. I can't believe they're starting this guy. This guy doesn't play hard enough. This guy makes too many mistakes. And they have those conversations in the steam room. And those bottom five guys from an attitude perspective on the roster begin to pull more guys down with them. Hmm. There's always going to be those bottom five guys on every roster, no matter if it's a good team or a bad team. But the good teams find a way – to just keep it at five guys. The bad teams allow those five guys to turn it into 10 guys, to 15 guys, to 20 guys. So this is one of those precipice moments for the Cleveland Browns where, okay, you got emotion, you got frustration, you got passion. I love all of that. All that's good stuff. 
we gotta in a positive direction and can't let this tear us apart. Chad Brown joining us, former NFL linebacker, uh, does sports talk radio like we do in Denver. Last thing for us, and you mentioned it with Andy a bit ago about running the football and Denver needing to run the ball a little bit more and, and Hackett saying he was going to do that. Here in Cleveland, you know, we've got a great running back in Nick Chubb. We have another really good one in Kareem Hunt, a good offensive line. We like the way that our head coach has called plays for the most part, I think, and, and the offense has been really effective. Yet there are times at the in the game where you think, all right, this is where Nick Chubb should take over, and Nick's standing on the sideline. How, how do you balance keeping a guy fresh, using your other players, and yet having your key guys take charge in key moments? That's a difficult line to, to, to balance. And this is why these coaches, you know, get paid millions of bucks to figure this out. Now, of course, as fans and as media folks, we, you know, in our post-game analysis, you can easily say, well, this guy should have been in the game there, and this guy should have been in the game there. Now, I did four coaching internships in the NFL. And the process of not only building a game plan, but figuring out playing time is an incredibly intricate one. And, you know, you would be surprised at how often a play caller is calling a certain play and doesn't know which running back or which receiver is in the game. And, you know, we see every Sunday where an NFL receiver runs a deep route on second down, and he taps his helmet and comes out the game. It's like, whoa, 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 man, it's third down. It's a critical moment in the ballgame. We need you, number one receiver in the ballgame. How dare you tap out right here? You know, did Jerry Rice ever do that? So this new NFL sometimes frustrates me as well, where guys may not recognize the importance of a particularly critical moment or play in the game and take themselves out. Maybe they're a little winded. Um, certainly wasn't as much of a thing when I played as it is now. But also the, the coaching staff to not be able to piece all that together and make sure certain guys are in the game in critical moments. So Kareem Hunt's got a four-point uh, average per, per carry, which is pretty good. But Nick, to your point, is, is 5.9, almost six yards a carry, two yards a carry better. So what situations – does he have to be in the game versus what situations can we have the option of having other guys in the game? That's always difficult to figure out. And unfortunately, as much as I would love to have a clean, beautiful, concise answer for you, I don't hear. Chad, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks. Great stuff, Chad. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Chad Brown, former NFL linebacker. He's on the fan in Denver, and he joined us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.